Hey, everybody, welcome to GFBS and the Great Reset. It is back. Executive Director David Waterman with the Midwest Public Health Coalition is in the studio, and we'll be talking with him about a bunch of stuff. And your uh, Great Reset today is brought to you by Executive Properties. Our team of professionals at Executive Properties Construction have over 30 years of experience. We pride ourselves on doing quality work at a reasonable rate for our customers. Just check out what past customers have said in our amazing Google reviews. Then contact us today to get started on a bid for your next project. You can call us at 701-330-1273 or email info at executiveproperties.org. And check it out. We're hiring. We're building our new team for snow removal for this upcoming season. Contact Jess for more info at jess at executiveproperties.org. All right. By the way, if you have any questions or comments, uh, we are not on Facebook or YouTube today. Uh, Feel free to call us, 701-213-0863, or you can text. And again, uh, not being on Facebook or YouTube, you can go to gfbestsource.com. It's our website. You click listen now. It's all live. If you want to chat, click the Twitch link in the upper left corner. Uh, We're on Rumble now, too. It's posted on the GFBS Facebook page. So you can still get a hold of us, 701-213-0863. And before we get too much further into the show, let's do it. Our daily segment called Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Here we go. Jokes My Neighbor Tells Me. Uh, I went to the bank yesterday. Yeah, I was in the bank. And I told them that I identify as a millionaire now. And I would like to withdraw all my money. They laughed. (laughs) They asked me to leave. Okay, here's the deal, all right? Turns out just because you believe something in your brain does not make it true. All right, got that out of the way. Uh, A couple of things I do want to talk about. In fact, I've got a whole list here. Uh, As of January 18th, according to VAERS, 18,769 deaths from the COVID vaccine. Now, if you talk to uh, a study or talk to this guy named Mark Skidmore, he did a study. He says the COVID vaccine actually killed 278,000 Americans by the end of 2021 compared to VAERS's number of 18,769. Compare that to 278,000. Quite a big difference there. Um, Also, a couple of things here. I want to talk about this. Uh, U.S. Senators Kevin Kramer and John Hoban, they've joined several other senators in sponsoring the Snoop Act. Uh, That would would repeal a law requiring third-party online payment platforms to report transactions over $600 to the IRS. IRS wants to rule the world. Uh, This act would uh, establish a $20,000 minimum yearly reporting threshold over 200 or more transactions. So, you know, Kramer and Hoban are not the only ones uh, that want this bill to pass. Uh, Bill Haggerty from Tennessee, uh, Cynthia Lummis from Wyoming, uh, Ted Cruz from Texas, John Kennedy uh, from Louisiana. Uh, We also got John Barrasso from Winnipeg and James Lankford from Oklahoma. Uh, All agree with that. Um, Also, what does the act do again? Well, the IRS, they want to know everything you do now. Yeah, yeah. But what what does this particular bill do? It would uh, establish a $20,000 minimum yearly reporting threshold if you go over 200 or more transactions. So unless you're doing transactions every other day for over $200,000, it's basically none of the... Right. None of the IRS is dang business. Thank you. Um, Also, uh, this one, proposed bill heard this month, North Dakota's House Judiciary Committee... Uh, it wants to ban what it calls sexual content in public libraries and send librarians who refuse to jail. Uh, it's House Bill 1205. 
sexually explicit content from public libraries. Uh, librarians who do not remove such books would face up to 30 days in prison, as well as up to a $1,500 fine. Now, this all comes because of the graphic novel, Let's Talk About It, The Teen's Guide to Sex, Relationships, and Being a Human, as the motivation for the uh, introduction of this bill by Republican House Majority Leader Mike LaFore. Uh, librarians and libraries would have 30 days to comply to that. Okay, what else do we got here? Uh, how about this guy? Retired Major Tom Havlin sent a survey to funeral homes. Out of 128 embalmers, 69% reported seeing white fibrous clots. Now, these clots break off. They form an embolism. That's how people are dropping dead. If you have an embolism, odds are you're going to be dead before you hit the ground. Uh, in fact, another Algerian soccer player just dropped dead. The guy was in great shape. Um, uh, what else we got here? Oh, more millennials having strokes. Uh, actually, the, for the first time in 40 years, the decline has been reversed. 32% spike among 18 to 34-year-old women and 15% increase in men at the same age. Uh, and these people have all been vaccinated. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, we got another poll, too. How about this one? Fewer than 3% of Hispanic voters support amnesty for illegal aliens. I like that. Uh, Joe Biden, we got to throw him in there. His approval rating as of January 20th um, is now. You can't call me now. Uh, Joe Biden's (laughs) approval rating as of January 20th, uh, where was I here, is uh, 40%. Got to like that. Uh, And finally, oh, uh, East Grand Forks. I got to talk about this one. I don't know if you heard about that. Um, somebody had brought up at an East Grand Forks uh, City Council meeting here. Um, they wanted to bring laying hens into the city. Uh, it was a request to allow uh, residents to have chickens or laying hens within city limits uh, being considered. Uh, it was brought up by uh, Hannah Dewey. And, and of course, uh, she brought it up because, well, look at the cost of eggs. Look at the cost of putting food on the table. Uh, egg prices, uh, which has affected regions across the country. So anyway, she wants laying hens and, and something to mill over. But this is what really gets me is um, council member Tim Riopel. <laughs> uh, several council members uh, expressed their disinterest in the idea, including Tim Riopel, who shared the concerns about noise. Personally, I'm against it, he said. I've had the displeasure of having someone with a chicken coop across the street from me and it did create quite a ruckus in the neighborhood. Tim Riopel, you just voted to put a damn asphalt plant at the city limits, and you're worried about a few chickens. Okay, now, now here's the thing. Um, you know, it, it was quite a ruckus in the neighborhood. Quite a ruckus, according to Tim Riopel. Now, my neighbor, um, who, by the way, um, have an organic garden with eggs and everything, that they donate a lot of stuff to the food banks around here, right. which now they are can no longer be considered organic because of this asphalt plant. So I called my neighbor up because he's got laying hens. And the thing is, they're from maybe from here to the office away over there. Not that far. We'll call it, what, 60, 70, 80 yards. I have a couple of full-grown pine trees between me and the laying hens. Um, he's got 10 hens. He's had up to 18. Never had an issue. I have never, they got to bring a rooster in once in a while, but you hear the rooster. But the laying hens, you don't even know they're there. You have no idea that they are even there, but they can cause quite a ruckus in the neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay. I think, oh, what do we got here? Okay. 
All right. Thank you, Lynn, for getting back to me. I will call you back later. Uh, and finally, um, you know, China right now, uh, David, they're teaching their kids quantum physics and calculus. Uh, while America, we're teaching our kids gender pronouns and how to twerk from a drag queen. Um, what the hell's going on with this country? And welcome, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> I had a mouthful Great to there. Be here. You did. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. And it's, uh, it is good to be here. I, well, what's going on, I think, is, is pretty clear. Uh, they're trying to destroy America. Yeah. And we've known about that. I and mean, we've talked about that on this show for... Mm-hmm. For years, really, it's been a couple of years now. This is one of the. I still recommend this book as uh, as a, a primer for anybody who wants to know what's going on. Color communism, common sense by Manning Johnson. I think it's seventeen dollars on on Amazon. If you can find it somewhere other than Amazon, buy it. I I hate Amazon. Uh, I don't like shopping there. Yep, yep. But I do when I have to. Uh, but anyway, uh, that's a great book, and he explains the book published in nineteen fifty eight. He says that the communists are trying to destroy America, as we've destroyed, discussed on the program before. The, the Soviet communists, the Russian communists, had the approach of divide and conquer. They'd work their way into different social institutions and create division, whereas the Chinese communists have the approach of uh, just bringing in communist philosophy, trying to indoctrinate Americans with communist philosophy, Marxist thought by uh, by presenting that by injecting that into our institutions, you know, educational institutions, the, the media, uh, Hollywood, and they've been very successful at doing that mm-hmm. as well. So, so those two, those two. And, th- you know, another thing that China is doing is they're teaching, they actually have classes where they teach men how to be men. Really? Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> All four foot, four of them? <laughs> right. Sorry. Unlike unlike uh, Americans that are taught that oh, yeah. you don't even know what you yeah. are. You yeah. could be anything, right? Yeah, like me, I identify as a millionaire. So you I <laughs> you know, I I said that actually a couple of years ago. I'm going to walk into a bank and say I identify yeah. as a millionaire and just see how that goes, but I never did it. <laughs> um yeah, Is that I one I used that, I I'm I'm overweight but I identify as skinny. Yeah. What the heck did I can't remember what I called that again, but um yeah. So there's a the point that you made is that just because you think something in your brain mm-hmm. doesn't make it true. Exactly. And gender dysphoria is still a legitimate uh, that that that's a mental illness actually. Mm-hmm. A person who thinks that they're something that they're not. Yeah. Um have you by any chance um heard about some of the goofy stuff uh, they're trying to push through uh Minnesota? Uh one of them is um feminine feminine hygiene products. Uh they want them available free. Uh, in bathrooms, in grade sc- or in uh, middle schools and high schools. Well, now they also are saying they need to be in the boys' bathrooms because according to some of our wise people in the uh, political offices in Minnesota, they say that uh, some boys menstruate. The look is worth a million words, David. Some boys menstruate. Oh, my Goodness. <laughs> when did they stop teaching biology 101 in, uh, in public schools? It must have been a while ago. Yeah, yeah, this confusion apparently. is rampant. The thing that's troubling is the few number of people who are willing to stand up and push back against this. Why aren't biology teachers in every public school saying, no, mm-hmm. we're not going to, no, forget it. What are you doing? We're not, how come parents aren't? Yeah. I know they're, they're doing their best to keep this information from the parents, right? Parents do not have a right to know what's happening to their children. What's even worse is that there's a move underway to codify the concept that if you have, if you're a father or a mother, you have no right 
you have no authority over your children that isn't uh, that isn't shared by the government mm-hmm. or government entities. In other words, the government has just as much right to your children as you do, if not more. Do you have a problem with that, John? No. I mean, yes, yes. Thank you. Okay. Uh, I'm <laughs> sorry. You're texting. I, I caught you in a texting moment, didn't I? I'm trying I? to catch up with you here with, yeah. with a story related to you, so I'm uh, sorry. Okay, yeah. okay. No, that's all right. So if, 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 if Americans don't push back on that, uh, we're finished as a society mm-hmm. because that is a thoroughly communist doctrine. The communist position is that the children belong to the state, just like everything belongs to the state. So as a parent, you don't have autonomy, you don't have authority, and you don't have any say in what, what happens with your children. The state gets to decide that. Right. And if, that's the, if we go down that road, America's, as we've said before, America's finished. Yeah, so, and, and, and that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to look up uh, Representative Claire Corey. Um, she had brought it up um, where there should be money available, and I, can't, I, I don't want to be wrong here, but um, for people that do not want to send their kids to public schools. They want to send them somewhere else. They want to homeschool. There should be money available for them. Um, Not only just because, you know, public school for every student, they get so much money. If you homeschool, I don't think you get anything, do you? No, you don't. Okay, well, she, I believe she's trying to get something passed where that would change. Because look at, you just (laughs) nailed it on the head, David. Um, What they're trying to force down and cram down these students' throats nowadays has nothing to do with, with education. <laughs> nothing to do with education. It's indoctrination. You know, you can you can identify as a damn sheep. See where that's going to get you when you get out of school and want a job. You know, when you show up, what what are your skills? <laughs> I mean, okay, you're hired. You know, <laughs> come on, jeez. <laughs> well, the, I shed uh, the, really good. The okay. threats, <laughs> the threats against uh, our country are are at this point in the mind, and that's what we were talking about last. You know, last week um, when I started covering the the different types of, you know, we talked about different types of warfare Mm -hmm. and the psychological warfare or psyops, as they're they're better known, and how many different types of psyops have been perpetrated on our country over the years. And the one that uh, where we got kind of stuck was on the false false flag psyop, which is where uh, where a country will attack itself for the purpose of riling up the public so that they can then go and attack their supposed enemies. Yeah. So mm-hmm. right. So if I want to attack you, I have I make it look like you attacked me first and then I'm justified in in, in going after you. I, I just want to ask something. We uh, just just to kind of set the groundwork, we've we've I don't know how many times I've been on the show, and you say shortly after the show starts, uh, we're not going to be on Facebook, mm-hmm. right? Or what was the other one? Is YouTube. It Facebook or YouTube, right. And why is that? Because they get mad at us when we tell the truth and we speak the truth, and they're fact checkers who uh, we know they're how liberal they can be. Um, they decide that we're lying. And we're not telling the truth, even though we get our information from good sources. Uh, we don't make this crap up. We don't pull it out of our butts. So that's why they ban us, because they think we're not telling the truth. So, so the, the word for that traditionally has been censorship, yes, right? Yes. So, so we, and we know that we're telling the truth because we – and, John, you've seen it yourself for the last two <clears> – <throat> excuse me, the last two years – Midwest Public Health Coalition has been predicting yeah. what's going to come next, what's going to happen as sure. a result of these things that they're doing, uh, from the masks to the shots. 
And uh, at the beginning, what, people thought we were nuts, right? They I said, thought oh, you were nuts at the beginning. Right, right. Conspiracy <laughs> theorists, a bunch of idiots. But then what happened? Time proved us. It, it's, be- yeah, it's ridiculous. Now I heard, and gosh, it's another one I forgot to write down. Uh, the government's going to back off as of May something no longer going to require vaccinations from what I heard. And I believe that's the U.S. government uh, national thing. Yeah, well, they now can't. they're saying, well, you probably should get vaccinated once a year. And see, we're saying, and we've said from the beginning that nobody should uh, know that the government can't force vaccinations no. on anyone. Uh, we still Even have though they have of, been. We still have freedom, right. And we still have freedom of religion in this country. And I don't think that you, I don't think, look, there's no precedent to say that that you give up your freedom of religion even when you join the military. Mm-hmm. Certainly when you join the military, you become government property, right? Sure you that's do. understood. That's yes. what, right. GI stands for government issue, right? Mm-hmm. But but the idea that somehow you don't any longer have freedom of religion uh, is completely false. And it's demonstrated by the fact that even the U.S. military has chaplains that will handle Absolutely. any type of religion that there is because yep. the person says, hey, I still have a right to practice my religion. Sure. So, And even the U.S. government realizes what religion does mean to certain people. I think. Yeah, you're right, right, yeah. correct. Yeah. So um, so I, I don't think the government has a, a, the authority to say you're going to get this shot if you say, well, I have a religious, a religious mm-hmm. objection to that. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. That's a, it's a violation of my deeply held religious beliefs. The government has to back off when you say that especially since they've not been able to make any kind of compelling case whatsoever, either that the, the shot is safe or effective yeah. or that it uh, that it's not dangerous. Or like and in the, the old days, then they just get mad at you, put you on KP duty, and you peel potatoes all day because you yeah. refuse to get a shot. And I said, fine, I'll peel potatoes. <laughs> you don't want my services? Bring uh, on the knife. what you hired me for? Bring, give me the potatoes. <laughs> uh, so, so anyway, I wanted to establish that censorship exists. And even though we know that, so so John, you said that you thought we were nuts at the very beginning of this whole thing. As I don't know about a lot nuts, of but sketchy. Did. There we go. You're right, right. <laughs> so so the so we've already established that our government lied to us, didn't they? Yes. And as a result of that lie, John, how you you read the the, the numbers? Mm-hmm. How many people have died from the vaccine? Well, if you uh, go by theirs and their numbers, yep. eighteen thousand seven hundred sixty nine. If you go by Mark Skidmore and his study that he he had, uh, he figures about 278,000 Americans by the end of 2021. So that's a whole year back. Okay. So do you know how many Americans died in the World Trade Center uh, on uh, collapse? Um, on, on, I can't on, remember on the numbers, but. It was like, I think it was, I think it was just under 4,000. Okay. okay. I, I think, and I, I don't remember the numbers uh, either. I sh- I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I'm sorry. That's my no, fault. That's... I should have looked that up uh, before I came on the show. But the number of people that have been, that have, that have died as a result of this government lie called COVID is far greater than the number of people that died in the World Trade Center oh, bombing, sure. yep. right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. A lot more people have died, but yep. if they die one at a time here and there across the country, that's not nearly as dramatic as all at once, boom. Yeah, right, right, right. That's big. Sure. That that's shocking, right? So if you can spread it out, you can get a lot more done if that's your goal without a lot of public outrage. I would like to uh, 
I would like to compare that number, 278,000 Americans by the end of 2021. I'd like to compare that with, say, uh, the Vietnam conflict, Korean War, things like that. Because I just I wonder yeah. uh, how many of our servicemen and women lost their lives in, in those conflicts and wars compared uh, to what's going on here. Yeah. Oh, and these numbers, the 18,269 or the 278,000, these aren't keep in mind, these aren't soldiers. Right. Mm-hmm. These are not soldiers that we're talking about. These Thank are you. these are. American men, women, and children, right, John? Mm-hmm. Children are part of that number. Children, sure, yeah. We don't we don't talk about children dying in World War One, World War Two, uh, uh, the 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 Korean War, and we Vietnam don't talk War, about them because, dying from COVID either, because they're, they're not right. But they're dying from the shot. Yes, yes, they're dying from the shot in large numbers. Frightening. Yeah. Uh, children that were, were previously healthy are now dying from heart attacks. And now, now suddenly the, the medical establishments are saying, oh, heart attacks, that's normal for, normal for no, a child not. to have a heart attack. Have, it's no. not normal for professional soccer players in the prime of their life in their 20s or early 30s either. Not since 2021. No, right. right. Now all of a sudden it's normal. We got the uh, official story now. Uh, this is via Reuters. President Joe Biden's administration uh, yesterday said it will end COVID-19 emergency declarations on May 11th. Nearly three years after the United States imposed sweeping pandemic measures to curb the spread of the illness. Uh, let's see, a national COVID-19 national emergency, public health emergency were put in place in 2020 by then President Donald Trump. Biden has repeatedly extended the measures, which allow millions of Americans to receive free tests, vaccines and treatments. Uh, the White House's Office of Management and Budget said in a statement, the declarations which were set to expire in the coming months would be extended again until May 11th, then be terminated. Um, let's see here. COVID-19 cases, of course, they have to end the story this way. COVID-19 cases are declining in the United States, though more than 500 people continue to die each day from the disease government <laughs> data showed. It's, of course you know they what? Do. We're, gonna, we're just going to wipe this out. It doesn't have to be done anymore, but there's still 500 people a day dying? Come on. So, yeah, and, and, and what they don't tell you is how many of those people who are dying got the shot and the boosters all the boosters they don't mention that did you notice that no and they don't mention either that um there's a lot of other things killing people and they might have tested positive for covid but that's not what killed them well starting 2020 uh people who were shot uh with uh i mean with a bullet Mm -hmm. or multiple bullets and then died were listed as COVID deaths. Sure, sure. Yeah, we know that. Yeah, because they tested positive in their autopsy. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or a car accident. Yeah. Same thing. Okay, the guy's got 18 bullet holes in him, but I think, I really think it was COVID that killed him. Right. Three so of those they, 18 were in the heart, four were in the head, but I think right. it was COVID. Just like the guy who uh, who was found hanging from a, from a, I think, what was a power cord? Yeah. With a shotgun wound to the chest mm-hmm. and that was uh that was listed as a suicide yep yep can you work that out <laughs> there's a million stories like that yeah there, there so, just really is so so clearly our government is lying to us the question is mm-hmm. when did they start lying to mm-hmm. us did they start in 2020 or were they lying before that i i want to say this for the record anybody who thinks that any one in our government was involved in the 9-11 attacks, is a conspiracy theorist, wacko, 
And um, everybody knows that the, the, the Twin Towers came down as a direct result of the two planes that hit the tower. And it was, uh, it was radical Muslim terrorists who did it. And that's the end of the story. The 9-11 Commission uh, brought out the results. And that's all we have to know. End of story. Okay, there. Now I've said it. So we shouldn't get, uh, we shouldn't get canceled now, right? Hey, uh, look who's here. Whoa, hey, Paul is in the studio now. Paul, the producer in the house. Paul, the producer. Uh, so on Kit's show yesterday, she played a video of this. Uh, I think the guy was like Scottish or something. But it was about a nine-minute video. And he was discussing basically what you're saying about, you know, at what point did the government, you know, turn against its people or, yeah. you know, and he said that it took him a while to change his thinking. And But he used the analogy of saying, like, you know, if uh, somebody is reaching into your coat and grabbing your wallet, are they there to make sure that it's there? Or are they, or are they, are they there to, to, with ill intentions of yeah. stealing sure, it or right. robbing yeah. it from you? Yeah, exactly. Um, and he just talks about all these things that are going on, you know, with Bill Gates buying up all this land. And then he wants to make artificial meat. I mean, what's a computer software guy doing buying up all this land? Why are all these planes crashing into food processing plants? Mm-hmm. You know, you got the COVID Coincidence. Messes, and then um, all this farmland is getting... Um, uh, bought Going up corporate, and, yeah. Uh, like, and they're the, you know they're taking it away from the people you know in other countries, and nobody the media isn't reporting on any of this. Correct. So there's just, you, I mean, a, a handful of things, and I mean, he just goes through the whole gamut of it. But it's just you look at it, and it's like, wow, maybe these people in power are against us. Which is something that uh, that that Dr. Dan and I have talked about for the last two or three years. Uh, and when you when you look at the evidence, you find not only that these are not coincidences, but that there is a uh, a, a systematic design behind all of it, and that they're moving toward a particular goal. And the goal, you know, George George Bush said it when he was president. Uh, you know, he talked about the coming new world order. Mm-hmm. He's the first one. That's that's George Bush Senior mm-hmm. who talked about the new world order. And people, what? What did you hear? What he just said? What did he mean by that? What do you mean new world order? But that's exactly what we've been working towards for a uh, hundred years. And and he actually had the he actually had the, the he felt safe in saying that publicly. Mm-hmm. And it's been repeated numerous times since then. And the New World Order is one that's, you know, the, the World Economic Forum is behind it. The, uh, all the people that took the money uh, are, are behind it. The, the families, the big families of the world, the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, mm-hmm. those guys, they're behind it. Sure. So we know that something is going on and exactly who's doing what. Well, we can find that out as well. But the more important thing is to understand that there that our government has been compromised we've got people working against our government in every single branch of government and it's up to those of us who know better who are not part of that evil conspiracy and it is a conspiracy uh to tyrannize us and to control us and to thin the population so that they so that it's easier for them to to take over and manipulate us uh moving forward and he even says you know uh if the if their intentions you know were good, well then they would be the ones that would be, you know, do driving their electric cars, eating their bugs, you know, and yeah, of course. but no, they're setting the example. Yeah, they should be setting the example. But no, they're on their private jets, and when people are starving, they're not going to starve. No, and especially Bill Gates. Yeah, and I mean, when I was in you know in Cabo, 
you you start to see like how much money is actually out there. I mean, I mean, people have yachts with helicopter pads on them. Yeah, right, you know, right, right? Like, you know, you think that they they don't give a crap whether or not yep. you know the, all this these you know the going green and all this kind of stuff. I mean, they're the ones that are pushing it, but it's because it's for the. You know, yeah, rules you should, for for thee, not for me. You should see all the billionaire uh, Russian yachts and and stuff that are hidden all over uh, Turkey. Uh, it's yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, my, all my these buddy guys was are hiding in, everything. My buddy was just in Singapore, and he said Singapore is probably the, like the richest place in the world. Yeah, people live in a way that uh, the 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 ultra the uber rich mm-hmm. live in a way that most Americans couldn't even conceive. Couldn't even conceive. And what's interesting is that most of them. Are, are living in countries where the majority of the people live in abject poverty. Yep. Abject poverty, suffering, sickness, and death. And that's and that the really super rich people are concentrated there, and they consider human life nothing other than their own life. Mm-hmm. I spoke with, a, with a, uh, a student, actually, when I was at UND many years ago. <clears throat> he was also, uh, he was a student, I was a student. He came from a very wealthy family, from a very wealthy country. And um, he said he was riding in a carriage, um, leaving the city on some trip that he was going on, and there was this little beggar. He was eating a piece of bread. This, this, this gentleman, the, the, the student that's telling me the story, uh, was eating a piece of bread. And this beggar approached the carriage and, and begging for some bread. And he said, get out, get out of here. Okay, and so the so we didn't give the kid anything. This poor little beggar, and um, and he went on his way, and he went to the whatever the other city was, and did his business. Oh, he said he said uh, you know a mile later he was tired of the bread, so he just threw it out the window, just threw it on the you know just so the animals can eat it. Didn't give it to the kid. He said he came back the next day, and he saw that same kid lying in the ditch. He was dead died of starvation. And he said, later he thought, hmm, I wonder, maybe I should have just given them some bread. My point is, he didn't have a deep sense of grief or sadness that his, his callousness toward this young boy's situation actually led to his death. It was like, yeah, maybe I should have. Maybe I should have. Can you comprehend that kind of lack of respect for human life? I guess I can't. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what would, how would you, Paul, how would you feel if you knew that you could have saved a life and you didn't just because you didn't even care and you then threw away the, the, the thing that would have saved that life? At that moment, yeah, that would suck. But I mean, you know, if I had a billion dollars, I probably wouldn't have cared. No, or you would have. (laughs) Yeah, or you would have. See, it depends on whether or not you really do believe that human life is precious and sacred. And there are a lot of people in the world that don't. So, for example, did Joseph Stalin believe that human life was sacred? Yes or no? No. John, I'll ask you. No. No. Why? How do we know that? Because he killed millions millions. of people, millions, tens of millions. Mm I think probably the most accurate estimate is 60 million of his own people. And how did he, a lot of them he killed through starvation. Yeah. Yep. So 
we know there are bad guys out there and we know that they want to take over and we know that there are bad guys in here. In I don't mean this room. I mean in the United States. Sure. And it's up to the rest of us to ferret them out and to say, what's the truth about this? So I want to get to this very controversial topic um, by telling a personal story. Uh, on September 11th, 2021, at around 10 o'clock in the morning, I was in my car driving to my church mm-hmm. where I had a meeting scheduled with my pastor. I, was, I don't remember what I was meeting with him about, but I had the, this meeting with my pastor. And, um, and guess what happened? I had the radio on and the news came on. My appointment was, I, I think it was at 10 o'clock. Guess what? Guess what the news, guess what hearing the news meant? You know what that meant. Yeah, the, the first hit, the first tower. Well, no, it meant I was late for my 10 o'clock oh, appointment because yeah, yeah. I'm still in my car and it's, yeah. the news is on. I'm, oh, I'm late. Oh, just a couple. But then I stayed listening because the top to. story was mm-hmm. uh, reports just in that a small twin engine private plane yeah. has crashed into one of the World Trade Center towers. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, my goodness. And that's all they talked about. So I went in and immediately I said to my pastor, I said, Pastor, I'm sorry I'm late, but I just heard on the news there's a small plane has crashed into one of the World, the World Trade Center. Uh, we need to pray for the people inside. So we started our meeting praying for the people inside. And then we had our meeting. It was about an hour, and I went home and pulled out a television set and hooked it up because we didn't have a TV hooked up at the time. And, uh, and then I saw the footage of the second plane yep. hitting the tower. I watched it with my young son, Jonathan, and uh, was devastated by that. I mean, that was the most <laughs> shocking thing I'd seen mm-hmm. in my life. It was like reminiscent of of the bombing of Pearl Harbor. Sure. In now, fact, there's JFK, been... JFK, I mean, the you, first, everybody remembers what well, they were doing, you know? <clears throat> right, but there's there's never been an attack on U.S. soil no. since Pearl Harbor. Right. And this was... This was an attack on U.S. soil. Yeah. And uh, so we sat there horrified, and for, for, for days and for weeks afterwards, we were shaken as a country, right? That was a that was tremendous shock. How could these things have happened? And then when the towers collapsed, that was, an, that was like, that was another blow on top of the first blow. How could this happen in America? <clears throat> so... America was shocked. America, you know, reeling over this whole thing. And how did this happen? And why weren't we able to stop it? And where was the Air Force? And how come they didn't take down the second plane, which hit, what, half an hour after the first plane Mm -hmm. hit? Um, Why is it that? And what was President Bush doing at the time? You know where he was? He was in school in Sarasota, Florida. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He was reading, in a grade school mm-hmm. reading about a goat sure. yeah. <laughs> to these grade schoolers. You know, it's, it's well, funny. Biden couldn't do that. Uh, Sherwin <laughs> also commented. He said that uh, experts are now saying that the Secret Service actually shot JFK. The ones that were driving. Oh, I know. The, they, the ones that were driving yeah. the car. Yeah. Which is nonsense. You think uh, yeah, somebody would see him turn around and I've, do it? Yeah. <laughs> no, I've looked at that Since there was video footage. The Zapruder footage clearly shows that that did not happen. Yeah. It just didn't happen. But anyway, the, 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 the thing is that, that it didn't make sense, all this, how, how that could happen. Now, fast forward a couple of years, my son, Jonathan, the same one that sat there watching this footage with me, um, he said, 
Daddy, can I have a piece of cake? I said, no, it's almost dinner time. He said, I really want some cake. No, he didn't actually. He really didn't say that. I just had this thought of cake. <laughs> I thought, before I, this takes the cake. Uh, what he said to me next? No. Before I go any further, I thought, you know, it seems like this would be maybe a good time for a break. Am I right? I think you are. <laughs> hey, you know, there is nothing better. That's a good story. Than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods. Uh, you know what? Whenever you say that, the first thing that comes to your mind is Over Heaven's Cakes. Right here in the north back side of the Grand Cities Mall. Uh, maybe you got a special occasion coming up. Graduation, wedding, anniversary, something like that. Or maybe you're just jonesing for something good. Get a hold of them. You can even stop in, and while you're there, what the heck, you might as well enjoy some homemade lunch and soup with keto, gluten-free, vegan, and diabetic options. If you're a business owner, treat your employees to a little something special with their uh, employee monthly discounts. They're on the north back side of the mall. Like I said here, they're open Tuesday through Fridays from 10 to 4, Saturdays 9 to noon. Call them up, 701-757-CAKE. And uh, by the way, they're looking uh, to hire somebody too. So if you're looking for a cake job, go to Over Heaven's Cakes. You can find them at Over Heaven's Cakes at yahoo.com. Be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. It is Over Heaven's Cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. I actually had a couple of their uh, cupcakes earlier this week, and they were delicious. Uh, we are back in the Great Reset. Executive Director David Waterman with the Midwest Public Health Coalition is here. And, and I don't know if Dale um, got a picture. We were talking about yachts. Um, I happen to be parked. Next to Bill Gates's, uh, this one's only a $500 million yacht. No uh, helicopter pad on it. But we were parked right next to it for the better part of a day. It had been sitting there in Turkey for over a month because um, it was put there so his Bill Gates's daughter could celebrate her birthday. She wow. wanted a birthday party on a yacht in Turkey, I guess. Um, so that's where the boat sat. But, did you um, take that picture? Yes, I did. You did? Wow. Yep, so I did you... that um, from the deck of another ship, the one I was on. Mm. Uh, so I took that picture. Uh, there were other ones there, too. Uh, like I said, guys from Russia and stuff were hiding, kind of hiding their, their assets uh, all over Turkey. But um, this, is, this is the guy that goes all around the world touting, you know, green this and green that. And, eating, and, and, and we should eat bugs. Yeah, and we should eat <laughs> bugs. Um, what kind of a footprint do you think that thing leaves? What do you think it would cost to fill that thing up with diesel? I bet you it costs a million dollars to fill it up. I, I, you know, I bet it's, I, I bet that's a Tesla yacht <laughs> and it runs on green electricity. Yeah. And then I did see a couple of his workers uh, coming off of the ship. And when they get down the walkway, they sit down at the end of the walkway and put their shoes on. So, and, and that's kind of a thing, though, I guess, with some of these nicer boats and things. Um, you, you don't wear your shoes. So, uh, my buddy, I, I may be wrong on the number, but uh, he was telling me uh, with uh, this rich guy that was over in Singapore that had one of these yachts that you would think that the expensive thing would be, you know, like fueling it mm-hmm. and all that. And he, I think he said the most expensive thing it was like $25,000 a month. For the crew, oh, I'm and sure. the maintenance yeah. of, of, no of people on it. Uh-huh. No kidding. Yeah, because I think they had a. What did they tell us um, for that birthday party? They had a crew of 19. Yeah, a crew of 19 people while that <laughs> ship sits docked, doing nothing, doing nothing, and they're, while they they're had all a birthday party. Paid. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. So, so like I said, 
The people that have real money, yeah. they live in ways that we can't even begin to imagine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I figured, well, you know, the days I feel like I have money, um, I'll buy two bush lights instead of one. I mean, don't get too crazy with your money. Don't spend it all in one place. In the but, days that I feel like I have money, I'll buy two blueberry bushes instead of one. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like blueberries. So so the the... Getting back to the question, is the government lying to us? That would have been a good title for today's show. Sure. Is the government still lying? Um, and the answer is they are. But it's not everyone in the government. And I, I really want to make this point clear. Not everyone in the U.S. government is corrupt, not, not by a long shot, right? Just like not, not even every rich person in the world is corrupt. Yep. There are rich people who are, who are good, God-fearing sure. men and women who— Use their wealth to do, you know, good things. Yes, I, I bet there's somewhere in this studio. I bet there's a box that says Uline on it. And Uline is a shipping company. It's a company that makes. They they started making boxes for shipping stuff. Mm-hmm. Now they make all kinds of shipping. They labels and stickers and pallets and they, they, you can buy all kinds of stuff from Uline. And that is a, a company that's owned by the Uline family. It's a man and his wife and. Uh, they own it and they do really good things. They're quiet with how they spend their money, but mm-hmm. they're very, very wealthy, and um, and they they support uh, good, really, truly good causes. So th- I'm saying that there are very wealthy people who do good things, uh, and then there and then there are people like Bill Gates. But going back to to to, to my son Jonathan in 9/11, a couple of years after the attack. Um, <clears throat> I heard that he was going around church, like in Sunday school and stuff, telling his friends that uh, that nine eleven was an inside job. Oh boy! I, and I said, I said, I said, Jonathan, I said, Jonathan, stop saying that, son. Oh, he. Okay, so one of the, one of our businesses, one of our family businesses, is we transfer uh, video analog analog content yep. to digital content, right? So videotapes to DVD, uh, cassette tapes to uh, CD. And someone had brought in a video about, I don't think it was about 9-11. It might have been about the Oklahoma City bombing, but it was about something with that. And, and Jonathan watched it while it was being transferred. And then he came up with this idea that 9-11 was an inside job. And he's telling all these people at church, <clears throat> I said, Jonathan, I said, stop saying that because... A, it's going to make you look like a kook, mm-hmm. and B, it's not true, son. We were attacked by these Al Qaeda people, and they hate America, and and that's what it was. He said, "No, no, pa, it is true. No, it is true." I said, "No, it's not," and he said, "Yes, it is." Nothing I said would persuade him that <clears throat> he'd bought into a conspiracy theory. So I thought, well, he got this watching a video. He's not going to listen to me, but if I can show him video footage of what really happened, mm-hmm. I can probably convince him that it's really not the way that it happened. So I went online. <clears throat> now, this is before all the fact checkers and the censors started pulling stuff down. You can't find this footage anymore. Mm-hmm. But back then, <clears throat> I pulled up all kinds of footage because people were still, even at that time, people go, oh man, I I've got that on my cell phone. And they started uploading yep. footage from their cell phones, from their home movie cameras, onto YouTube and other platforms, and and you could find it easily. I mean, you do nine eleven interview, whatever, and dozens and sure. dozens of clips would come up. Yep. Here's what I found, John, and this this was very disturbing to me. I found interviews of 
people like firefighters and EMT workers uh, saying things that they'd seen and heard that not only didn't line up with the official didn't jive. 9-11 story, mm-hmm. it was radically different. Um, there were people talking about hearing when the, well, the, when the building collapsed, hearing multiple explosions going off inside the buildings. Explosions. Look, uh, if you've ever seen a building collapse, it makes a lot of noise. There's a lot of sure. rumble, but there are not explosions. It doesn't make explosions. Okay, there's a difference between an explosion and, uh, and, and one floor hitting another floor. They don't sound the same because they're not the same. <clears throat> it's just like if I was to drop a concrete block on your driveway, well, you probably wouldn't like that. But if I dropped a concrete block on your driveway, that could make a loud sound, but mm-hmm. it doesn't sound the same thing as a firecracker right. going off, right? Or a gunshot. They're different. Yep. Okay. And, and the more of these videos of interviews, and you can see the people are still covered, they're covered in dust. You can see the buildings in the background. You go, wait a minute, that, that doesn't make sense. But they're obviously not faked. I mean, that's the mm-hmm. real deal. It's right there. So I began doing more and more research for myself. I looked into the structure of, nine, of the, the, the buildings. You know, the, the cause of the collapse was claimed to be by fire. Mm. So I thought, well, how many? Oh, boy. The guy that designed the, the World Trade Center was a really sharp engineer architect. How many other fires have, uh, have collapsed? There, there, there's one Meridian Plaza fire. In 1991, 38-story skyscraper in Philadelphia suffered a severe fire. Um, started on the 22nd floor, raged for 18 hours. That skyscraper was on fire for 18 hours, gutting eight floors, causing an estimated $100 million in direct property loss. Never collapsed. No part of the building collapsed. And it was on, burning for 18 hours. The first interstate bank building, 62-story skyscraper in Los Angeles, Suffered the worst high-rise fire in the city's history. In 1988, through the early morning of the next day, 64 fire companies battled the place. 64 fire companies. It lasted for three and a half hours. Fire caused extensive window breakage. Complicated firefighting efforts. Large flames jutted out the building during the blaze. Didn't collapse. New York, the one New York Plaza fire, 50-story tower less than a mile from the World Trade Center, suffered fire and explosion on August 5th, 1970. Fire started around 6 p.m., burned for more than six hours. No collapse. The Windsor Building fire. Uh, Windsor Building in Madrid, Spain, 2005. was more severe than any of the other fires described. No collapse. Beijing Mandarin Oriental Hotel fire in Beijing, China. Started in February 9th, 2009. It was nearly completed. 520-foot-tall skyscraper in Beijing. It was engulfed within 20 minutes, burned for at least three hours until midnight. No collapse. How is it that the, that the World Trade Center building, which was, which was designed... You know, there was, a, there was an interview by the safety officer at the World Trade Center who was interviewed on TV. I wish I could get this, but all this, you're not going to believe this, John. You're not going to believe this. All this video footage that I was able to watch uh, 15 years ago 
it's just not available mm-hmm. anymore. Okay, now my question to you is all of all of those examples you just gave, um, how many had, uh, I mean, yeah, you, they were fires and they burned for hours, whatever. Um, how many of those had a jumbo jet fully loaded with fuel and passengers slam into them at 500 plus miles an hour? Uh, none of them did. Okay. The, so the question is, could that cause the building to collapse? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering. Yeah, right, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, so and I, I wish I could get this footage, but it was about five or six months prior to 9-11 mm-hmm. that the safety engineer at that building was interviewed by one of the local, one of the, not local, I think it was a national network. Maybe it was local, I don't know. I've seen the, the footage. And he said, these buildings are really tall. What would happen if an airliner would fly, you know, go mm-hmm. off course and fly into one of the buildings? And he said, uh, this, these buildings were all designed, I mean, they're massive, I mean, six-inch steel thick mm-hmm. beams at the bottom of the towers. Yep. And, they, and, and what happened is these beams would get, they'd get narrower and thinner as they go up sure. because they don't have to hold as much weight up mm-hmm. higher. Mm-hmm. And so they, uh, so they made them thinner. So that, and, and it was designed to be able to handle extreme winds sure. because obviously... Yep. There's all, it's like a huge sail, right? So the, the design that the architect used, um, and I can't remember his name, he, he's, uh, he's Japanese, um, is a, it's called a Virendil truss system. It's the same truss system that's used for large bridges that span a large mm-hmm. body of water, mm-hmm. right? And they're tremendously strong. And the, and the, the way that the... the, that the Safety manager described it. He said, "He said these 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 buildings were designed to be able to withstand two hits from a 747 on the same day, without any fear of falling over or collapsing." And the guy said, "How can that be?" He said, "Well, he said it's it's a little bit like this. If you picture it on a, on a two dimensional level, the, obviously the buildings are three dimensional. Mm-hmm. But picture a two dimensional level." He said, "If you take a screen, a window screen, uh, and you take a pen and you jam it into the screen, you're going to make a hole where the pen goes in, right? But the but the rest of the screen is intact, and it's as structurally sound everywhere else as it was before you jammed in the pen." That's the Virendil truss system. Only, don't it's it's not just a screen. It's not just structure going one in one plane. It's like multiple screens all hooked together in both this direction and this direction. Incredibly strong uh, and stable, so that again, puncturing one part of it doesn't affect right. the structure of the outside of it. Sure. So the, the structure of the tower, and it's been years since I re- looked into it in detail, had two components. It was, there was this, this inner core, which is what, where the elevator shafts were going up and down. And then there was an outer uh, frame as well. And both of them worked together to hold just kind of like the, you could imagine like a tree. It's the, the, the inner core and then the outer. Mm-hmm. That's a, let me think of a better example. Uh, but it's it's got it's 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 not all one just one part of the building that holds everything together. It's outer and inner combined, like an exoskeleton. There, there it is. Insects have an exoskeleton, sure. right? Yep. The 
crusty, hard parts on the outside. Yep. Yep. It's all soft and squishy on the inside. We have endoskeletons. Our mm-hmm. bones are on the inside, and we're squishy on the outside. Sure. This building was designed with both. So it had structure on the inside, and then it was surrounded with more structure on the outside. So it would be like us wearing uh, heavy-duty body armor, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Very stable. Now, here's, the, here's the, the objection made to the statement that these buildings were designed to withstand impacts from two 747s simultaneously. They said, well, the problem is that it wasn't a 747 that hit the plane, it was the, the tower, it was the 757. Yep. The 757 or 767? The plane that hit the tower was a bigger plane than the ones that they were designed to, to, to be able to resist, mm-hmm. okay? But the bigger plane flies much slower. The smaller plane flies faster. So it would be the difference, I mean, like... What would you rather get hit with, a golf ball or a, or a nine millimeter bullet? <laughs> Probably the golf ball. I, I take the golf yeah, ball yeah. for sure. Right. So uh, so that that argument doesn't really hold up. I was going to bring a picture of seven sixty sevens, by the way. Seven sixty seven. Right. So it's designed to, to withstand the impact of a seven fifty seven. Okay. There we go. So I got my numbers. Uh, yeah, correct. I always thought it was weird that they didn't like tip over sideways. Yeah, I, that is weird. If it was going to fall, except that they were designed, you know, they didn't even really sway when they were hit. They, the plane went in and it mm-hmm. little, the building didn't even shake. I mean, it, it shook inside, but it didn't do that. The plane went in. And if you look at the footage, and I wish that I had this footage that I should have sent it to you. Um, there was this massive fireball, right, when it hit. Yep. Boom. And fire shot out the other side of the mm-hmm. building. <clears throat> What was that fire caused from? What, what caused? The I'm fire? guessing it was fuel. But. Absolutely, it was the jet fuel mm-hmm. that was there was that was that the, the plane had been loaded. Boom! Yep. Big fire comes out. So here's the here's the question: Is it possible? I just want you to think just logically for a minute. Is it possible that as this plane plows into this building, and I say this with 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 great respect and remorse for the people inside who lost their lives on that day. Can you conceive of a way, knowing what you know about, you know something about fuel and mm-hmm. jet fuel. Can you conceive of a way that you could have the building plow, the, the uh, plane plow into the building, massive fireball caused by these, the jet engine, the, mm. the engines. Well, the wings the, are fueled. The wings are fueled, right? Yep. The tanks are in the wings. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. almost all airplanes. Yep. Yep. So, so the, the rings are ripped to shreds mm-hmm. as it goes through those steel beams, right? Just tell me if you can just logically picture that as the wings are shredded and the fuel bursts into flames, that somehow there's another pocket of fuel that manages not to get ignited, and it manages to somehow seep down one of the elevator shafts, unignited, and remain there for several minutes. While everything else is on fire, the building's on fire, the fireball comes out the back, but somehow there was a special secret, maybe it was a secret compartment that that didn't burn up, that didn't, collapsed it didn't get and it just poured its contents 
down the elevator mm-hmm. shaft while this other fire was going on. Can you conceive of that? Because, you know, I can't conceive of that. I can't. I, I cannot. What are the, my- was somebody going to go hide 55-gallon drums of jet fuel <laughs> on a floor? And of all the people that worked at the World Trade Center, don't you think they'd come upstairs and go, what's this? <laughs> you yeah, know? Right, right. But I could see how you said dripping down elevator shafts, things like that. Maybe it didn't get burned right off the bat for some reason. Um, but then... The trickle effect, the electrical, all that stuff. I'm sure there's sparks, whatever, whatever. But yeah, that's just going to be one of those. It's like, what but the we hell? have to yeah, imagine I mean, if, if, you you could, have... if you could put a drum and and let it trickle down mm-hmm. on a normal day. Yeah, it's just a matter of time before it hits electricity sure. and boom. But how could you have that trickling effect while this massive explosion is going on? Yeah. The fireball inside the building, the fireball outside the building, these wings, wing tanks being shredded. Mm-hmm. How could you preserve fuel in the midst right. of that right. and, and get it to, to, to mm-hmm. you know, trickle down an elevator shaft? I, I don't see, I, I don't see it's how it's possible. I, I just don't see how that is physically possible. Sure. Here's the problem. After the planes hit, minutes after the planes hit, there were massive explosions inside those ele- ele- elevator shafts mm-hmm. that people who were in the building witnessed, including firefighters. They, they heard boom, 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 boom inside the elevator shafts. So we've got to ask ourselves this question. How did that, how, how is it possible? What scenario would have made that possible? To make it worse, <clears throat> I heard the story. This man's probably dead by now. But I heard a man talking who worked in the World Trade Center. And he worked for one of the banks there. <clears throat> And his job was uh, security of the uh, data, their computers. When they would shut down, every once in a while they would do a hard shutdown. They'd literally power down the World Trade Center for one reason or another, for Mm. maintenance or whatever. And he said whenever that happened, his job was to back up everything, make sure that every computer that's up and running that had data in it was backed up to a secure server, a secure device, so that they wouldn't lose everything just in case the power outage or coming back on whatever it, it could cause a, you know, a, 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 what do you call it? A, a, a surge or something mm-hmm. like that that could damage their data because this is billions of dollars of oh, people's sure. money. And yeah. so he's got to make sure it's secure. So <clears throat> he knew that there was a, that they had actually scheduled a power shutdown. Um, I think it was on Sunday and he went in and he worked there all weekend, making sure that everything was backed up. And he said, and so everyone left the building. And he, he just stayed there because he wanted to, I don't know. But he said while he was there, he saw, he saw guys coming into these elevators wearing suits that said some company on it. Uh, that weekend, he said all weekend long, guys are coming in the elevator shafts with these huge spools of wire <clears throat> running wire up and down the elevator shaft throughout the building where he was working. And he said, I asked him, he said, what what are you guys doing? And they said, "Uh, um, we're upgrading your internet access. Oh, okay. So he thought, that's weird. They're going to do that while they're doing a power shutdown. Anyway, these guys had these massive boxes that they'd bring in and big spools of wire. And uh, they did the power shutdown on Monday, he decided, because he, he worked all weekend long, he said, I'm taking the day off. 
<laughs> I'm going to sleep in because he worked all weekend. Mm-hmm. So he slept in. He woke up and he saw, turned on the news and he saw these towers on fire. He couldn't believe it. Boy, was he glad he didn't go into work that day. But when he saw the towers collapse, he said the first thing that went through his mind was, those guys were wiring explosive charges in the elevator shaft all weekend long. That's what they were doing, because that's exactly what it looked like when those towers came down. Yeah, well, I mean, one of the things that I could you know, say with those ex- uh, explosions that you're talking about, well, so when I worked for Sleep Number, Sleep Number has a very large building in Minneapolis, and you got all those employees... Well, they're gas lines because they have kitchens. Right. So maybe some of these gas lines end up, you know, getting catching fire and, and blowing up. I mean, because they got ovens and kitchens and, mm-hmm. and, they, and the trade, the world, the towers, I mean, they probably had multiple kitchens yeah. in there. Yeah. And that, that's, a logical, that's a logical suggestion, except what does gas, like you're talking about propane or natural gas, right? <laughs> natural gas. So if you, if you release natural gas into the atmosphere, which way does it go? I feel really bright now. Oh, the light, light shut light off light. for just a second, and now it went back on again. Oh, There's, one, one out, so I put that one on as a backup. Uh, oh, but that okay. one also came on. Yeah. Just now. Yeah. yeah I, I, I don't know. It got really bright in here. It got really bright. Like, <laughs> I, I feel brighter than I, uh, than I ever have. Well, not really. Anyway, don't kid yourself so, now. No, sorry. So, so the question is, uh, when natural gas is released into the air, is it lighter than air or heavier than air? Does, well, it, does it go up or down? I believe natural gas is lighter. I think so. Yeah. So, so if there's a break in the gas lines... It should up, go up. It should, it should go up. And the fire should all be contained up there where the fire was, mm-hmm. right? And it was. Furthermore, the question would be, well, were there any natural gas... Uh, lines in the elevator shaft. Did they? Where did they run the gas? If there were gas lines in there, if there were kitchens up on the top floor, whatever, where would they have run the gas lines? That would make sense. They hide a lot of things in elevator shafts. They do. They really do. A lot of right. lines, a lot of electrical, a lot of things like that. Right. So the next, the next question, and I'm sorry because I meant to bring props. I was going to bring props. Uh, <laughs> um, let me see if I can find something. Okay. So these uh, these light stands that are that are. Like that, that, that's holding up that curtain there. Mm-hmm. If you were to, Paul, if you were to jump up onto that, grab that pole, or push really hard on that top pole, it would wreck push it. down, it would probably wreck it. But what would happen? What would happen to that long, tall thing? What, especially if you loosen the joints, what would happen? It would bend. The, it the, would break. The, no, no. The tripod stand, the, the light stand there that's holding up the curtain, it's got these joints with these little tighteners on it, right? Mm. If you were to loosen those a little bit and push down on the top, what would it's happen to it? It would slide down. It would slide down. It would yeah. collapse, right? It would collapse. Okay. Now, since I didn't bring my prop, I'm going to ask you to just engage in a little bit of, a little bit of theorizing for me. John, I want you to imagine that I brought in a coat hanger. Okay. Because that's what I was going to do. Okay. A wire coat hanger. You know, I've got a little pointer. It's about that long, but I can pull it out to that long. Mm-hmm. It's got a little magnet on one end, and then I can push it back down. And it goes that long yep. again, right? Yep. It's designed to do that. Mm-hmm. It expands and collapses. But if I brought you a coat hanger that's this long, and I put one end on the table, and I put the other end up here, and I asked you to push down on it, 
What would happen to the wire coat hanger? Well, it's going to bend. Why wouldn't it just collapse? Because it's not made that way. It's not telescopic. It doesn't have joints. It's solid. Okay. Something's got to give. Okay. So it would bend. So what if we replace the coat hanger with a steel bar, a piece of ribbon stock, for example, you know, eighth inch thick, Mm -hmm. one inch wide, and you push down on that? Would that all collapse down into a little puddle? Well, no. It's, no, it would bend, wouldn't it? It would, it would probably a hundred times stronger than a coat hanger. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. What if we replace that with an I beam, and we stand that up on, and we have, and we put a couple of cars on top of it? Would that just squish down like the tripod? No, like the co- no, no. What would happen to it? Probably nothing. Okay, let's say depending that we, on the size of at, the I beam. Yeah, at some point, at some point, it's going to, it's going to fail. Yeah, some amount of of weight pressure is going to cause it to fail. Yes. You probably. Yeah. Okay. And it would go, it would, it, it would bend outward. So here's the question. Let's assume that the NIST report is correct, that the fire weakened the structure up at the top where the planes went. In, mm-hmm. And that that even though it didn't get hot enough for that to happen, let's say it did happen. And then the boom, the, it collapsed, and that top floor, the ones above where the fire, the plane hit, <clears throat> hit the bottom floors, and there are all these incredibly thick I-beams like this. And now you've got this compressive force on the, hitting them on the top. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen to them as they They fail? should, yeah. They should bend out, shouldn't they? You would think. So we should see the entire building... <clears throat> bulging and then and then falling in mm-hmm. on the in the center or the whatever is that what we saw when the no. towers came down everything just dropped straight down straight down like like when they implode these buildings that's what it looked like <clears throat> when it, they intentionally implode them or explode them to knock them down that's what it looked like it actually looked exactly like that yeah. didn't it yeah it did you know, there is a method of, of building destruction where they literally just blow out the cent- They'll take the center of a building, and uh, they do this, I think, in England, and they'll just place explosives on this floor mm-hmm. or these three floors or four floors or whatever, and they literally demolish just that center section. Yep. And what happens is the top section then falls and crushes the bottom section. Yep, all the and, weight. And they know that this is a... A principle in, in, in physics that, right, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction, mm-hmm. right? So the, the, the above floors, as they come crashing down and hit the bottom floors, if they destroy the bottom, the, the floors underneath them, guess what's going to happen to the floors that are, that are falling? They're going to keep falling. Well, but what's going to happen to this structure as it's collapsing this structure? Well, that should... Because the force is the same, right? Yeah. Imagine it like this. If you take one car... I don't have cars here. If you take one, here's a car. If you take this, pretend this is a car. Do you have two cars? If it, can you do this? Can you drop one car, put them in, and pull one up with a crane? Drop one car onto another car, and have only the bottom car damage, where the top car does. Assuming they're the exact same car, mm-hmm. same model. Will the bottom car be damaged, but the top car will remain perfectly pristine and intact? No, they'll both be damaged, but the bottom car probably worse. 
Uh, it would actually, according to physics, they'd both be damaged by the same amount because it's mm-hmm. the same amount of impact. Yeah, but one is sitting. They're, they're, it wouldn't be the same because I could see if it was a head-on. You know what I mean? If, if they're both coming at each other, but if one, uh, I don't know. But um, the, the car doesn't know that it's upright sure, any sure. more than the car knows that it's falling. So if you dropped a car directly onto a cement slab, there's going to be damage. If there's drop a car on top of another car, there's going to be damage. The point is, and I've seen this played out in, in a physics experiment that somebody filmed, the damage to the top sections would be just as much as the damage to the bottom sections, right? So this one would disintegrate at the same time this one's disintegrating. And at some point, and then it's all kind of spreading out, at some point what would happen is it would just become rubble that would just, uh, that would, as it disperses out the sides it's no longer got enough momentum or enough force to compress any more floors. So even if it destroyed the first four, five, six, seven floors on the bottom, five, six, seven floors on the top, now there isn't enough mass or momentum to continue doing damage to the rest of the building. That's just physics. Gotcha. Okay. But we've got those. But the, but the, the Twin Towers were not constructed of just concrete blocks. They were concrete blocks reinforced by steel. Yep. Massive seal beams. And those massive seal beams did something that no seal beams have ever done before in history. They literally collapsed on themselves. Except, as you pointed out, John, that's exactly what happens during a controlled demolition. Mm. Yeah. You know, the other thing that happens during controlled demolition, and let me go back to the one where I talked about how these these buildings collapsed without, without, you know, they explode the first part and then the rest of it is just collapsing. There's no, there's rubble, and big chunks of cement. But what's not there is these massive pyroclastic clouds of dust that you get during a controlled demolition. Because during a controlled demolition, the cement, the concrete, is literally pulverized. It is made into powder. Yep. And massive, like an atomic bomb going off, right? Massive clouds of of. Powder. I think that's not, it's now a tradition. It's once a show. Uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> Most people know I have a show at 11 o'clock. It's my, actually my contractor. Oh, okay. At my house, so. <laughs> well, you should be watching the show. What's he doing? Working? I hope so. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so we've got these buildings falling directly into their own footprint, which has never been seen before when any buildings collapsed, unless explosives were set. So we've got that problem. Then we've got the problem of the no deflection by the steel beams that are holding the, the towers up. Then we've got this problem. Um, after the towers collapsed, you know what that would be called legally? That whole area, you know what that would be legally designated as? A crime scene. I mean, it's not legal (laughs) to fly into buildings on purpose. It's a crime scene. There is federal law that establishes what must happen at a crime scene. And one of the laws that we have in this country is that nothing can be moved, touched, or manipulated until a full forensic investigation has taken place of the crime scene. Right? Sure. That's the law. That's federal law. And a crime scene that big, there needs to be a massive investigation. 
Guess what we didn't have on 9-11? A massive investigation. That is correct. Well, what we had instead was we had bulldozers come in. We had all these contractors come in with big uh, earth-moving equipment, bulldozing stuff, throwing it on a big barge, which got shipped off to uh, – do you know where it went? Here's a little interesting piece of 9-11 trivia. You know where all that twisted steel went to be salvaged and recycled? China. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Go figure. Go figure. So rather than the whole thing being investigated, it was all shoved onto a barge and carried away. I know I definitely have to look into this next week or this week for sure. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, here's the problem. The more you learn, the more questions. That's what I'm afraid of. <laughs> right. That's what, hey, I started off yep. trying to convince my son that he was nuts. And by the time I was done, I, I couldn't even make an argument anymore. Well, I wouldn't, I mean, I could see, you know, like you said, those explosives being put in the elevators. But I would say that it was the terrorists that put him in there. I wouldn't say that it was an inside job. Well, the problem with that is there was security in both of those buildings. Yeah, well, uh, they had a, there's a security there's company. There's also security in airports, too. Okay, but, <laughs> but it's one thing to smuggle a weapon onto a plane. It's another thing to plant explosives at all the key points of a building and then hook them up to electrical power. That's a whole different story. Did you ever watch Die Hard? Come on, man. That's a, that's, <laughs> so, so the people that do that say it takes weeks to do that. And you have to have access to the elevator shafts. And you have to be able to shut down the security cameras. And you have to be able to pay off a whole bunch of people. Here's an interesting tidbit for you. Uh, find out. I'm not going to tell you the answer. Find out who owned or who was the president of the security company that was hired to protect the Twin Towers. Do a little research on that. Find out who, right. who was the head of that security company and who was he related to. That, that, that'll be the question for next week. Okay. And then I'll bring in the real evidence. Um, here's one, one, one little tidbit. Uh, you know what they found in all the, the ash and rubble and dust all through New York that came, after those towers came down? Microscopic iron globules. Globules of iron, very tiny, small, small balls of melted iron. Where did those come from? Wait, here's one that's even harder. They found throughout all the rubble, thermite. Thermite is, uh, is a tool that's used to burn through metal. It becomes it gets very, very, very hot. But not just thermite and thermate, nanothermite which can only be manufactured in a weapons-grade laboratory. Why was there thermite found in the rubble of those towers on 9-11? I mean, all throughout the city. Okay, question number three, and then we can close it off with this. <clears throat> when buildings collapse, they crush things. Right? When buildings explode, they project matter for a long distance right if the buildings collapsed we'd find a lot of crushed things at the base but if there were true explosions that were used to cause those towers to come down a we'd see evidence of it on the video and b 
we'd, we'd expect to find matter from inside those buildings in other places far away from those buildings. And this is what they found in New York City. On the tops of adjacent skyscrapers, bone fragments, human bone fragments from people who were inside those towers. If it was a pancake collapse, as we're told, how was enough force generated to send bone fragments onto the tops of adjacent skyscrapers? Maybe they were in the plane. Could have been. That would be one direction then. We'll talk about that next week. We'll talk about that next week. (laughs) All right. Thank you, guys. (laughs) Um, Wow. Thank you, uh, David Waterman, for coming in. Of course, uh, Executive Director of the Midwest Public Health Coalition here on The Great Reset. And uh, we're going to be back again Tuesday. And and I can't wait. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Live Vantage for bringing you to the show today. You know, if you take collagen, uh, have you heard about this one-of-a-kind collagen? Not only replenishes your body, but it helps your body create its own collagen using natural products, and then it maintains it. Now, if you want to find out more about this amazing product, contact Stephanie Kronelka and Life Vantage for more information. You can check out stephk.lightvantage.com or text 701-230-9306 or email skbesthealth at gmail.com. Uh, it'll click or you can click on the link on the gfbestsource.com. And it'll go directly to LifeVantage. All right. It, there's many ways to find out more about this. What it boils down to is you biohacking your life with LifeVantage. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow, we are going to track, talk, track, talk. Uh, we're going to talk with Travis Chason. He's with Brothers Firearms. Uh, it's all over in the news these days. Gun control, gun laws, and all that stuff. I think this is going to be a very interesting show. Uh, we will catch you tomorrow. And remember to like, share, tag, and follow us. Hit that notification bell on your smartphone. Become a patron on Podbean, too. You could qualify to win some pretty cool stuff. Grand Cities, what a grand place, right? Grant Fork's best source is giving it an identity again.